Hi everyone and welcome back to Behind the Books. Today we are going to be doing the mid-year freakout tag. Yes, exactly. Credits to whoever started this because the questions were actually a lot of fun to sit down and think about. Mm-hmm. Okay, shall we just get right into it? Yes, exactly. So, Lily, how is your reading year so far, just in general? Honestly, pretty good because I don't have a book that's less than three stars so far. But then again, that is just because I haven't been branching out, so I've just been reading all of the popular books, and it doesn't take very much for me to, like, be entertained throughout a book. So honestly, I don't think I'll be rating many books one to two stars unless they're, like, actual trash. (laughs) So, so far, it's been pretty good. Mm -hmm. For me, it's been a pretty interesting reading year because... I'm pretty terrible with reading popular books firstly so like if I see a book on Goodreads that I'm like oh that's interesting I'll read it like the next day or something like that like I'm very bad at planning any kind of like TBR like I have one on Goodreads but it doesn't really mean anything to my reading <laughs> but yeah this year has been pretty nice because I've started reading nonfiction and I've started reading poetry which has been really interesting um you'll find on like the best like the disappointments of the year and stuff like that like there is poetry there but I've also (laughs) found like some of my favorite both like poetry and books ever this year so I'm having a great time as well yeah I I think that we have similar like book tastes but in the sense that we read completely different books as well like I'll read all of the popular fantasy and romance books and then you will like do a few but then you also like branch out and do like not very popular books or like very specific books and then it's like a great mix because then Mm -hmm. you can tell me all about your like less popular books and I will say I'll get around to reading them but realistically I won't get around to reading them until like (laughs) the next six months. Mm -hmm. No I've got very yeah first of all very variable taste in books like you give me a book from like 1850 i'll be like i love it and then i'll read like a nonfiction from 2010 next you know what i mean like it's a very strange mix of books but yeah usually i have read a couple i have read a couple of the popular books in my defense (laughs) but yeah i don't enjoy reading them as much because it feels like a bit of a chore to be like oh i need to read this because everyone else does so usually it's just me searching Goodreads and being like, oh, that's cool, and then I start a book. (laughs) Okay, then. Shall we get into the first statement? Yes. All right. So the first question is, what is the best book you've read in 2021 so far? My all-time favorite book this year, and I doubt it'll change by the end of the year, but we shall see, is These Violent Delights by Chloe Gong. In my opinion, it is written beautifully, The story just flows so nicely, and the characters, I love them all. Even though some of them are flawed, I still love them all. And, like, I I texted you this, or, like, we talked about it once, but, like, even though it's a third-person story, I still feel like Juliet's the main character, right? But all the other characters, like, when it's, like, suddenly switches to them, all of them have an interesting side plot that or like mission that they're going on and it like makes sense towards the plot and it pushes the plot forward and it like leaves you wanting to read more and it's just amazing and I love it so much. I'm gonna take a little bit of credit for this because I recommend you this book. (laughs) 
And yeah, I agree. It's literally beautiful. So to anyone who doesn't know, it's a Romeo and Juliet retelling, except it's set in 1920s Shanghai. And the reason these families are feuding is because they've got gangs that are in conflict with one another. Mm-hmm. And then you meet Juliet and Roma because Romeo is now a Russian. <laughs> and then um, they just, yeah, they've got a romantic history, but also they just keep, like, they have to deal with one another. It's very much enemies to lovers, which... It's enemies to... Oh, can I say that? I mean, you can kind of figure out by the story where they're going to end up. So unless you really don't want to be spoiled, skip, like, 10 seconds. But it's, like, enemies to lovers to enemies to lovers. So it's, like, double the enemies to lovers, and it's just, like, the tension is just, woo! Mm -hmm. And I, I have, like, a soft spot for, like, enemies to, like, allies who respect each other to lovers. Like, I don't know why, but I love that in a book, and this Mm -hmm. book very much does that. So it was, yeah, it's a great book. And also Chloe Gong, just in general, like, I love her as a person. Like, Mm -hmm. I follow her on Twitter. I've seen her TikToks. She's amazing. Okay, so for my best books in 2021, I put a couple down because I couldn't choose. (laughs) So I've got a nonfiction book, which is Know My Name by Chanel Miller. And, like, I haven't seen anyone give this less than, like, I think five stars. Like, it's genuinely, it's about the girl who was in the Stanford sexual assault case. I don't know if you remember that. But um, she came forward, like, she didn't use her name when she was in the case. And then she published this book where she was basically like, hey, that was me and here's my story. And it's written so beautifully. And I'm still trying to get the hardcover edition that I want. And it's not been available on Book Depository for six months and I've literally set up an email alert and it was like, hey, it's been six months and it's still not available. Are you sure you want to keep this email alert? And I was like, yes, <laughs> but we're looking for it. And genuinely, if anyone wants to read nonfiction and is scared it's going to be like too dry or written too boringly, then like this book is for you because this woman was like made to be an author. Like she loved writing before this happened to her and she was kind of like, well, this is my gift and I'm going to use it even if it's not in the best circumstances. And like genuinely, I fell down an interview rabbit hole after reading this and I have so much respect for Chanel Miller. So that was literally probably one of my favorite books ever and I read that this year. Next, we've got The Shadows Between Us, which we made an episode on, which I love, which inspired you to start writing a book. Like, Mm -hmm. it's a beautiful book. And then lastly, I've got a poetry collection because (laughs) I finally found a poetry collection written recently that doesn't feel like the author is being a little bit lazy. I've only had two this year that made me feel like that. But like, you know, like when you read old poetry and you're like, wow, like they must have put thought into like every single sentence, every single comma, like every single like modern one that I read, I was like, they just clicked shift on their computer a couple times (laughs) after writing a pretty sentence. And like, that's fine if it resonates with you, but I didn't like it. And so I read Crush by Richard Silken, and it's published in 2005, so that is a while ago. But, like, there's one poem, and it was like, oh, I don't remember the name, but it was like, you're all Joe or something like that. Let Mm -hmm. me look it up because I want to give this poem credit. It is beautiful, and I'm still thinking about it. Ah, the poem is called You Are Jeff by Richard Silken. And it's the longest poem in this poetry collection, and I was like, wow. (laughs) Like, I'm still thinking about this poem And, like, in my notes, I've got a whole, like, notes document that's, like, 
quotes from this amongst others poetry collections because like genuinely i'm gonna reread this soon anyway and i want a beautiful copy of it because i love this poetry collection so much to the point where i'm like scared to read this man's other book because i'm like it's not gonna live up to how much i love this first <laughs> one but yeah that was it's been a great year for me honestly some of my all-time favorite books have been this year most mm -hmm. of them have been read this year next one next one so okay. the next prompt is the worst book you've read in 2021 <laughs> okay i just want to preface this before i give my answer <laughs> i haven't finished the series and i it's also it's only the worst book that i've read but then again i don't think it's a terrible terrible book like i think i rated it three stars so but that's just because that is literally the lowest rating i have this year um but lisa but please don't get mad at me <laughs> it's i'm really scared to say this because so many people love it but i just have a couple problems with it but that's the a court of thorns and roses series i have read books one through three i'm still I impressed started... at your dedication to even go past book one <laughs> genuinely those books are 600 to 800 pages so they congratulations are, like, i'm surprised too but also i think it was just the thrill of like the hype around the book and then also like the storyline isn't terrible there are a couple questionable things right but like the actual honestly i love the world that like it's set in like the magic in the world i love it and i honestly want to find some sort of like fan fiction that's just like it's set in that world but like better characters and <laughs> you know because <laughs> i do love the world but it's just it throws so many things in there trying to it like throws so many huge tropes in there but then it's not explored properly so then you're just stuck with 10 different tropes that are like you feel unfinished by the end of it and i remember reading the whatever the last the third one is in the book i remember reading that ending and i was just confused and i was like this just came out of nowhere and yeah i so that that whole series is a three star because i understand why people like it it's just not for me and also i think it was cindy who i watched her video of like i think it was her reading the a court of silver flames video which is hilarious and i love it so much but she was talking about like the smaller one of the next books it's like i don't know if it's a novella or not because there's a bunch of books that are like to be released but then they're like anyways it's confusing and it's the court of frost and starlight i believe That's it's a novella really yeah one. it's a novella but apparently it's just her like going around the campsites and like feeling bad for people but they're not doing anything about it so i really don't want to read it but i also feel bad for not reading it because i don't like leaving a series unread unless i completely hated it like because i don't hate it i feel like i have to finish it but i can't bring myself to finish it so see that's where we differ yeah. because i have to fucking love the first book in the series to go <laughs> past it like i read akatar book one i was like that's okay and then i left it there <laughs> <laughs> i was like you know what that's an okay retelling of beauty and the beast so i'm just gonna leave it honestly um, when i was reading it i completely forgot it was a beauty and the beast retelling like 
looking back at it, I can kind of see why it is. But reading it didn't come like for some reason it just didn't register that it was a beauty in the. I think I found out after reading it that it was no, a beauty same. in the beast retelling. Same. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So I really couldn't pick a worse book because I feel like I've had I've read a lot of disappointing books or books that didn't live up to my expectations, but none of them were like bad. And so I picked um, a poetry collection that I had to read for school, and then it was um, Howl and Other Poems by Allen Ginsberg. <laughs> and so I read this poetry collection, and I was like, that's just someone who's trying to copy Walt Whitman, who I don't know if you get that reference, but it's very clear. And then I read where I watched the Daniel Radcliffe movie kill your darlings in which this man who wrote this book is the main character and i was like also really disappointed by that and so it just culminated in being really disappointed by this man and so i was like you know that's my worst book yeah i had to read howl for my english class and my teacher was reading it out for us and i couldn't tell you we also then watched this one like animated scene i think it's from the movie or something like that like there's like an animated part where they're reading out the poem and that was cool to like listen to someone like speak it not dramatically that's the wrong word but like speak it with reciting it and it's like it sounds powerful i can give it but i just can't read it and not feel dumb because i don't understand what's going on Mm-hmm. No, the book is like 50 pages. It was like 50 pages on my ebook, so I don't even know what the real length is. And I was like, I'm going to DNF this. Like, usually I'm like, I'm not DNFing a book until I've reached 50 pages, right? But this book, I was so tempted to just close it after page five. So that was that. All right, should we go to the next one? Yes. New release you haven't read but want to. Okay, mine, I have two for this one. I have Malibu Rising who's the author I completely forgot. It's the author of The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. But anyway, it's that (laughs) book. And the cover, I normally don't like realistic looking covers, like with like real pictures and stuff, but it's actually really pretty. Like, cause it's like a bird's eye view of like surfing or something. And it's really pretty. And that alone wants me to make, wants me to make me read the book, is making me want to read the book. Yeah, and also I've heard good things about it, and it was released this year, I'm pretty sure, so mm-hmm. that's why I put it on this list. And then the second one is The Maidens, which I completely forgot why I put it on this list, but I remember <laughs> I was in class and I'd finished my work, and every time I finish my work in class, I'm on Goodreads scouring the, my like recommendations, and I saw it, and I remember reading the synopsis, and I was like, that sounds interesting. I want to read it. So yeah, probably should have reread this before filming the episode so that I could talk more. But those are my two. Mm -hmm. So the thing is, when I was thinking about this, I noted down Heartstopper 4. But in the like week or like week and a half interval, I was like, I'm going to read Heartstopper 4 because I'm currently reading like three 600 page books. So I was like, I need some kind of like short-term like solution to feel like I'm actually reading books because I haven't been finishing anything so I was like let's pick up a graphic novel and I picked up Heartstopper 4 and I really liked it it kind of felt a bit like a transitional book to me like a lot of books and series have this where it's like they're clearly leading up to a different like the second or like in this case the fifth book in the series but I really liked it and I loved the teacher's short story comic at the end because like when I finished Heartstopper 3 I was like, the teachers deserve their own <laughs> graphic novel. Yep. So 
I did put that on the list, but I've read that since. So I'm going to just make something up right now and say I really want to meet people on, I think it's People We Meet on Vacation by oh, yeah. Emily Henry, who wrote Beach Read. And I read Beach Read last year and I loved it so much. Like it's probably one of like two or three romance books that I would like reread three times and still love. So I want to read her other books because I thought the writing and the character is really good and I'm hoping that Miss Emily Henry can do that a second time. Okay, so following up on that, your most anticipated release for the second half of the year. Okay, this one, I was looking at the new releases from people I follow and I saw that Holly Black, the author of the Cruel Prince series or the Falk of the Ear series, Sorry, don't attack me. <laughs> I know my stuff. Um, she has, I saw that she has a trilogy, I believe, called The Curse Workers. And that sounds intriguing because I really love her writing style. And so I'm intrigued to see what this is about. I, again, completely forgot the synopsis, but it sounded interesting. And the like reviews were like this is fastest i've ever pre-ordered or pre-saved a book and i was like oh okay then so yeah that's mine i really need to read the cruel prince series but okay <laughs> mine is of course these violent are violent ends by miss chloe gong who wrote these violent delights it's the second book in the series because book one i wouldn't say it ends on like a cliffhanger because i feel like a lot of things are tied up like nicely but like it's very clearly a part one because yeah. of how it ends and so i'm really excited to read the ending of the series um our so that is our violent ends by miss chloe gong and i'm sure you are too mm -hmm. i can't wait the only disappointing thing for me about that is the cover but that's a discussion for another day <laughs> I think it was because the first book cover like, was really top tier. And this yeah. one's fine. Like, it's just not as great as the first one. But yeah. we'll talk about that if we ever do an episode on these violent delights, which I'm planning to make you. Yes, we, we will. We will plan that in. Okay, next is big, biggest disappointment. And I'm very excited to hear you talk about this. Okay, so this one I haven't actually read yet. <laughs> But I can already predict my answer. So I'm going to put this here because I'm going to read it at some point because it'll probably take me like a day to finish. But it's the second book to the Betrayed duology, I believe it's going to be. Yeah. The Betrayed novel is by Kira Cass, who wrote the wonderful series of The Selection. Wonderful for my 12-year-old self, mind you. <laughs> like if I read that now probably wouldn't hit the same as it did back then but this book the first one went in so many weird directions that i really want to read the second one just because of how bad it was so i know i'm gonna be disappointed in it when i do read it because the way that that book ends didn't make sense i saw what she was trying to do just the execution didn't work and i'm intrigued to see what this book is gonna be like considering the amount of backlash i guess or just like negative reviews which i feel really bad for because she had such an amazing feedback and like i forgot the word for it with the selection series that the fact that this book did so badly i feel really bad but i'm intrigued to see if like the second book in the duology which is out now if it's any better mm -hmm. there's a chance it will be because of the amount of backlash the first one got but considering where the plot went in the last one i don't know how she's gonna change like if she's changed it or like where it's gonna go so mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I gave that book to you for your birthday, and then you gave it to me, and you were like, read this, I need to talk to you about this, and I read it in a day, and it wasn't even because it was good, it was because, like, it was really easy, like, the writing is pretty easy to get through, and it wasn't very long, mm -hmm. but I remember being like, what the hell is happening so many mm -hmm. times, because there were so many decisions that she made with the plot that I was like... The beginning was good, or not, like, the beginning was, like nice it was fine and then the second that that family walks into the court throne room it just went downhill from there <laughs> yeah it did and I, like that events on page like 40 or something so you know mm -hmm. you know how the book is then yeah. and and then my second book which okay i i okay i still rated this book a five out of five i believe but it's red white and royal blue and the only reason why it was my one of my biggest disappointments is because I, okay, I love this book so much, but I also feel terrible because I, there were just like, for me, I'm not the biggest politically involved person. And so the fact that it was through, what's his name? Henry and Alex. Alex. Okay. <laughs> the fact that it was through Alex's point of view, pretty much. And he's like on the political side. There was just, for me personally, too much political talk that I just didn't understand. And then, but like everything else about the book, beautiful. So if it was written from, let's say, Henry's point of view, or if it was like a multi, was it? A, it wasn't a multi, right? It was solely through Alex's point of view, right? Um, I think that you got to see a lot of Henry's like life, but I think that you mainly saw it through Alex. I couldn't tell yeah. you, it's been more than a year. Yeah, but I think if it was written either solely through Henry's point of view, which would be royalty, which is more my taste and I enjoy that more, I would have enjoyed it more. But I still love it and I can appreciate, I guess, the amount of research that was put into that book to be able to discuss so much political stuff. You know, like I can still appreciate that, but it's still a five out of five. But I'm still disappointed that I couldn't love it as much as I want to. Does that make sense? Yeah, I get that. And it's really sad for me as well, because I love that book and I recommended that book to you. And it's like a beautiful book, but I get where you're coming from completely. And I'll be honest, some of the talk about like flipping Texas blue, I was like, bro, not an American. <laughs> Don't really care. Yeah. But yeah, it did talk about that a lot. And I get it, but it also sucks. Now, my biggest disappointments. Okay, so the first one and I'm going to have to preface this saying, did I read this because Harry Styles is going to star in a movie about this? <laughs> yes, I did. It's called My Policeman by Bethan Roberts or something like that. And I clicked on this book and the reviews were positive, like genuinely really positive. And so I was doing that and I was really impressed. And then I read the book and it was so bad. And I was really disappointed by it because I was expecting really great things because it's about this policeman who in the 1950s in Brighton is gay. But the thing is, he ends up marrying a woman anyway. And nonetheless, he, can, he has an affair with, um, I think he's a curator in an art museum. And I was like, this book is going to be so great. It's going to be so like, powerful except but it, like you never get the policeman's perspective so it's just two people's perspectives both of them are unhappy with this man and it's just really like sad not even sad it's just like a really like disappointing story because it never makes any of these characters sympathetic and so you're like well why are you doing this and i think that the movie is going to be great because you get 
a less biased perspective around everything that's happening because you either read from the guy that the policeman is having an affair with or you read from the woman he's married but isn't giving any love to so it's like well there's no interesting story here so that was a really big disappointment and i ranted to you about it as well because i was (laughs) like i there were so many decisions this author made that was bad so Next book, I have to read. I literally sent you this quote, but I literally put this book on a list because I was like, I need to read this out. So it's a poetry collection called uh, Bright Dead Things, which actually sounds really interesting. And it's in the mi- it's at the end of this poem about her looking at this dog at like, I think it's a boxing place or whatever. And she's watching this dog pee. And I'm going to start quoting from now on. So, that strong yellow stream seemed to be saying, girl, no one's going to tell me when to take a leak, when to bow down, when not to bite. So, right then, in the dim lights of the strange garage, I lifted my skirt and pissed like the hard bitch I was. I had been taking this book seriously until this, (laughs) and after that, I couldn't. I sent this to you. I was like, tell me why this is serious and published poetry. But those those were, like, the biggest disappointments that I've had this year. Yeah. I remember the stream and flood of messages coming after this poetry. Yeah, it was bad. Thing is, I still have some quotes written down because the book wasn't all bad. It was just, it could have been so much better if this woman had learned how to, like, edit stuff out. Because, like, some of her poetry was really good. And if she just filtered out all the stuff that wasn't very great, it would have been a good collection. But, like, oh, well, it happened. There's not much we can do about it. (laughs) All right, moving on. Biggest surprise. Ooh, okay, I'm excited to talk about this one. So I think this was after reading Heartstopper, which is the graphic novel by Alice Oseman, which has my heart. That series and the fact that it's being turned into a TV show, like, hello, this is the best. Can I just say quickly, this is the best year for book adaptations. But anyway, so my I was in the mood for another graphic novel and I stumbled across the graphic novel Fence. From what I understand, it's by C.S. Paquette, probably butchering that name, and Joanna the Mad, who's the illustrator. And it is, it's like really long, but it only took me like two days to finish because it's a graphic novel, but it's got a lot so far. And I loved it so much. I was so, because I had just finished Heartstopper, right? So my expectations from this book was like, It's not going to be that great. It's not going to live up to the same expectations I had for Heartstopper. It lives up to those expectations as well for me because I'm pretty sure it's like the main character is like slowly falling in love with his basically enemy. But like it's taking like it's taking so long. So it's such a slow burn and I love it so much. And the characters and all the side characters have like their own stories too. And it's just beautifully drawn and illustrated as well. And the storyline itself, basically the preface is this guy who really loves the sport of fencing, joins the fencing team to a school, but he like grew up not actually getting proper training. But like the coach, it's like the, oh, the coach sees something in them. That's why they, you know? So yeah, and then it's basically about his life as a fencer at this boarding, not boarding school, I think it's college, could be college or high school, and it's about his life and the people he meets there and the competitions that they go to, and it's beautiful. I might have to read it. You pitched that very well. Um, so biggest surprise, I've already talked about this, so I'm going to be short, was Crush by Richard Silken. If 
anyone listening has even the mildest interest in poetry, read Crush by Richard Silkin and then let it like sink in for like a week or something and you'll give it five stars. Like I finished <laughs> it and I was like, how much did I really like that? And I was like, well, it didn't like make me feel anything. So I'm going to do three stars. And then I just couldn't stop thinking about it. I'm still thinking about it. So it's 100% Crush by Richard Silkin, but also just in general, the nonfiction and poetry I read because I had a really skewed view of like what the poetry and what the nonfiction out there looked like. And like to me, nonfiction was like history books and stuff like that. So in my mind, like nonfiction is like very dry reading, but it's just not. And that was really interesting and really surprising to realize. I definitely want to continue reading more nonfiction. All right, so next is your favorite new author this year. So either a debut or just someone you found. I, mine has to be Chloe Gong. I mean, I have so much love for that book and so much love for her as well. So she's my favorite new author of all time, not just this year, of all time. Honestly, like I love Chloe Gong as well. For me, it has to be Trisha Levenseller. She wrote The Shadows Between Us, and then right after I finished this book, I was like, dang, that is the only fantasy series, or like one of the only, that I respect for its writing. And so I was like, let's go look at her other books. And I read uh, and Daughter of the Siren Queen. Beautiful. That series, beautiful. I read it in like a week, I think, and it's two books. I still need to read her newer books that the one about, like, I don't know what it was, like a blacksmith's apprentice. I think that's the newest one. I still need to keep reading her books, but like her writing is so good. Yeah, I really need to read her Daughter of series. You do. You do. It's so beautiful. <laughs> and like the love interest and the main character, so beautiful. Okay, newest fictional crush. Okay, I first I put down... Whilst we were, like, answering these, I put down Cardin from the Cruel Prince series, who I love, and he has my heart. But then I also read Punk 57, like, I finished it a couple days ago, and I quite like Misha. Like, his, his, he's the main love interest and he also has my heart because he's just i can't really talk much about him without spoiling the entire book so i'm just gonna leave it there and hope that you guys go read that book if you haven't already what is the book about punk 57 is about the boy and a girl the boy is misha and the girl is ryan and when they were in like fifth grade i believe it was their teachers set up a pen pal system for them to like do throughout the year and they live in separate towns and they have continued this whole pen pal thing up until the plot points of the book. And their rules were that they weren't allowed to find out who the other person was in the sense that they couldn't like go on social media and search that person's name. Like they wanted it to stay anonymous, but also they would tell each other about their lives. Does that make sense? Like they didn't want to find out, like they didn't want to meet the other person. And basically events happen and they meet but only one of the two realize that they've met. So things go down, people get hurt, relationships crash, and that's all I'm gonna say. So You're making this sound like a really happy book, Lily. Things hurt, relationships crash. <laughs> no, but I'm, you said that this was one of the first contemporaries that you probably enjoyed, so I need mm -hmm. to get on this woman's writing. I need to see this book. Um, so I don't really get fictional crushes. Like, I don't know if this makes sense, but it's very much the thing where it's like, I love you so much and I hope you get together with this other character. Not like, I love you so much, I hope you get together with oh, me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm really, like, genuinely, I don't really get fictional crushes. And so I put down Gilbert from the Anne of Green Gables series. 
and Anne with an E. Honestly, if you haven't seen Anne with an E and you like school rivals to lovers, oh my god, watch Anne with an E. But Gilbert and Anne of Green Gables, he's a bit not as nice or not as respectful as in the series. But like, as soon as they get together, because that's the weirdest thing about the Anne of Green Gables series, like, it follows you past the point of getting into a relationship. Like, they literally, like, you watch them get married and have kids and everything. And they're just so great with each other, like Gilbert and Anne. And I really hope that, like, if I ever find someone, they're like Gilbert in the sense that, like, they're passionate about what they're doing, etc. But yeah, that's who I put down for fictional crush because I couldn't think of anyone. <laughs> okay, newest favorite fictional character. Um, Mine is obviously both Juliet and Roma. Okay, you're gonna love this, but I put people down that aren't in a book because I need to <laughs> talk about this. So I watched Netflix series Young Royals the day that it came out because it's a Swedish series about a prince who has to go to a boarding school and meets another boy and they fall in love. And I was like, this is so up my alley. You have no idea. Because I used to live in Sweden. So everything about Swedish culture, like, I love. And both those characters, but especially the prince, Prince Wilhelm. I love him so much. I'm still not over that entire series. So please go watch Young Royals on Netflix. Anyone who is listening, it's beautiful. I think it's the best thing Netflix has put out. At least this year, if not, like, the last 10 years. <laughs> but yeah, I put that down, even though it's technically not allowed. And that show is really well A, cast, B, directed, and C, it's set in a boarding school filled with teenagers. The teenagers are actually teenagers, and they look and act like normal teenagers and like how you would, well, for most, like for the protagonists, how you would act in that show if mm -hmm. you were in that scenario. And it's refreshing to see someone who actually looks your age and like has like imperfections and stuff and it's just it's refreshing and it's such an addictive series and we need a season two <laughs> netflix listen to me if you don't give me a season two if you leave it at the ending you left it i'll be really mad yeah <laughs> no it's amazing and i'm so glad you like it as well but yeah first of all season two also like a lot of people have been comparing it to red white and royal blue honestly mm -hmm. i see where the comparisons lie i think that if you didn't like red white and royal blue you should still give this a chance but like genuinely if you liked red white and royal blue especially if you liked the plot and where the plot started watch this show mm -hmm. all right next is a book that made you cry and we've put down the same book for this <laughs> <laughs> and that is obviously crooked kingdom from the six of crows duology wow okay <laughs> I'm going to preface this by saying I didn't actually cry while reading the books, but then after the show came out and I started watching YouTube edits, I did cry. Just because I knew Crooked Kingdom existed. I'm not spoiling anything else because <laughs> if you haven't read Crooked Kingdom, please still do. Just know it's going to hurt. It, yeah, I remember I was reading it and Lena hadn't read it, right? You, I read... No, the, you read it first. Yes, yeah, I read it and... I was just in bed and it was late. I got to that chapter and I normally can just like go through a book, right? But I had to put the book down, cry, <laughs> wait a couple of minutes to gather my thoughts and then reread the chapter because I was like, this can't be happening. Like, no, 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 you can't do this to me. You really can't do this to me. And that's the book I ever cried the most over. Yeah, no, 100%. Okay, quickly moving on. A book that made you happy. For me, that was Heartstopper Volume 4 because it's 
It's just so heartwarming to read the two of them. For me, I put down Daughter of a Pirate King. And this was because I was just off the high of like The Shadows Between Us, which I loved. And I read Daughter of a Pirate King in one night. And it's like a proper like book, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I hadn't done that in so long. Like as a kid, I used to really like reading and I got back into it like <laughs> when quarantine hit. And so like to have that like rush of reading a book in one night and just loving it so much that you don't even realize that it is 3 a.m. now, that was really nice. And it made me really happy to realize that like I can still do that. Like my love for reading is still at that level. Yeah. Okay. The most beautiful book you've bought or received this year. I put the Wicked King and Queen of Nothing books because there's just something about those books that is so stunning and the graphics for it and like the aesthetic of it and it's just gorgeous. So yeah, those are my two. (laughs) Just they're beautiful. Yes. (laughs) For me, after I read Six of Crows and Crooked Kingdom and then the Shadow and Bone series and I watched the show and I loved that world so much, I asked for the Six of Crows and the Crooked Kingdom collector's edition for my birthday. And for those of you who haven't seen these beautiful editions, they're basically both black and then they've got the title in either gold or red, like shiny, uh, with all sorts of drawings around it. And then they've got braid edges. So for the Crooked King books, it's like gold sprayed edges and for Six of Crows, it's red. Hello, Crooked Kingdom doesn't have gold. It's got black pages. I'm sorry. But like <laughs> the aesthetic of Crooked Kingdom is gold and then Six of Crows is red. And like they've got beautiful maps in the front and like the chapters are beautiful and the book is so beautiful. So like if you like that series, the collector's editions. And don't they have the the, the art of like the cards of like the six crows? Yeah, they've got like the last couple of pages after the author's note and stuff. They've printed out the art. First of all, the ones that are like card. And for the second one, just another art collection, but it's not the same for all of these characters. So each character has got an art page and it's like on proper paper and stuff. Truly, mm-hmm. like if you like books, just get these. They're so if you like beautiful. books <laughs> just if you like books you need these books <laughs> i also really quickly want to say this isn't even a prompt but most disappointing book you've brought or received someone needs to change what the shadows between us hardcover looks like because it's the ugliest hardcover book that i have on my shelf <laughs> and it's really disappointing because i love it and someone needs to make like a collector's edition for that book or something because yeah the book doesn't deserve it <laughs> Okay, what books do you want to read by the end of the year? Let's finish this off. Okay, I'm just going to read out the titles and not really go too far into it. But I want to read Beach Read by Emily Henry, Realm Breaker by Victoria Aveyard, Ace of Spades by I completely forgot the author of, The Song of Achilles and Circe. Is that how you pronounce it? Circe? Circe. By Madeline Miller. And then I also wrote Punk 57, but I'd already read that. And They Both Die in the End, which... I am going to be in so many tears by the end of the year if I read these books. (laughs) To be honest, though, whenever you cry at a book, you know it's a good book. So that's a good indicator. Okay, so I'm going to go a little more into depth in some of these books than you did. But I really want to read Thorn. Forgot who it's by, but it's not a very popular book. I saw it once when someone was like, what's an underrated fantasy book you want people to read? And it was Thorn. And I was like, okay. And then I saw it at the bookstore. I was like, okay. So I've got it on paper. And it's kind of like a goose girl, but like fantasy and royalty. It's very, I'm very intrigued. Next, it's The Cruel Prince because Lily liked it so much. (laughs) And then I also have Little Fires Everywhere and Children of Blood and Bone like as paper books. So I really need to get through my bookshelf (laughs) at some point this year. (laughs) Then I've got Night Sky with Exit Wounds, which is supposed to be really beautiful poetry. And so I want to read it. And then I've got People We Met on Vacation by Emily Henry, which I've talked about already. And One Last Stop 
by Casey McQuinston. Um, but that's basically her second book, the book following Red, White, and Royal Blue that she published, and people are saying it's really good. And so I want to read it. We're going to have a great year. It's been a great reading year. <laughs> it has. Like, I'm honestly surprised that I haven't given a book one or two stars. Kind of sad, not going to lie, because it shows how easily entertained I am. <laughs> <laughs> Just Lily has no standards. <laughs> Still very enjoyable year, and I can't wait to read the books that are on my not really existent anymore TBR. <laughs> no, same, but there are a couple books that like, I need to get around to reading at some point that I'm just never gonna, you know, like books that I'm like, oh, I really want to read those, and then I proceed never to read them. Mm-hmm. Like uh, The Starless Sea by Eric Morgenstein, I think her name is, and um, The House by the Cerulean Sea, I also really need to Ooh, read. Ooh, yeah. But I don't know if it's going to happen this year because both of those are like bigger books, like 500 pages. And I've kind of had enough of those oh. for a while. You know what book I really want to read, which is like a long book? Is it The Prior- Priory of the Orange Tree? Oh, I recently went to a bookstore and there was a, a bookshelf that was like staff picks, which by the way, that's so cool. I want to work at a bookstore just so I can recommend books Same. to people. But um, two of them had the Priory of the Orange Tree, or I think that's what it's called, mm-hmm. as their staff pick. So, but it's yeah. such a fat book. <laughs> it's so sad that all these really big books, they're just terrifying. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I am reading, I'm reading Outlander, which is 800 pages, which was so great because I read it as an ebook. So I was like, oh, it's 1,300 pages in my ebook. Oh, I must have my font really big. But no, it's just 800 pages in real life. <laughs> And I didn't realize that when I chose to read it, and so it's really hard to get through it now. I'm reading Crooked Kingdom again, which is 600 pages, and I'm trying to read Warstorm, which is 650. (laughs) I read fat books. It's just really annoying. (laughs) Yep. All right. So I think that's the end of our mid-year freakout tag. Again, credits to whoever created this tag. I couldn't tell you who it was, but thank you for these questions. They've made for a very interesting discussion. Let us know if you've liked any of the books we've talked about, or if you disagree with us, we'd love to know as well. Unless it's regarding Akatar, in which case, please just don't. (laughs) Just don't engage with us. But yeah, I think that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening. All our social media links are in the description on Spotify, but you can also find us just on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, etc. for Behind the Books podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you.